Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. Alrighty, we're back to wrap up February. The month is already, uh, it's already <laughs> almost done. Uh, lots to talk about today. Actually, I think more on your end than my end. I feel like I've, I was like, what did I do last week? I don't even, uh, it's kind of a, a strange week, but um, excited to catch up. Yeah, it's it goes by fast. Only doing it twice a month now. I know. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> lot, always lots to catch up on now, and there's more uh, more time in between. Lots lots happens. I was listening to uh, someone else. Maybe it was like, um, oh, it started to last with uh, with Rick and Tyler. And I think they're doing a bi-weekly kind of schedule too. And I think Tyler was like, he's like, yeah, I had something that I was planning on talking about, but then like, <laughs> it's already like resolved itself by the time we talked <laughs> right, about it. Right. And uh, he's like, I'm just not going to talk about it now. So um, I was like, oh man, I wonder what that thing is now. It's sort of, I had that, that curiosity, you know, just what was it that he was going to talk about? <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. That's like, we'll sometimes get, you know, support emails that come in overnight and then by the time we get into the morning, they're like, oh, I actually, uh, you know, figured it out on my own. Right. It's, it's all good now. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> yep. There's been a few of those in my inbox too with, uh, for some, you know, I, I need to go back and do like a little kind of audit, but for some reason, a lot of people have trouble, um, like resetting their password for whatever reason, even though hmm. I'm pretty sure there's like a link in the footer. Maybe not, you know, I could be the crazy one a hundred percent. Uh, but I always get those and m- half the time they end up getting resolved. So I've kind of like learned now, I'm like, I'm just going to give it like a few hours at least and then <laughs> just see. And a lot of times they're like five minutes later, like, Oh, well, there it is. I found it or, you know, figured it out. <laughs> no problem anymore. Or like just remembered it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, all that. It's always nice when that works out that way. So. Yeah. Well, I feel like, um, I'll just give my update pretty quick and then, uh, we can move over to you. Um, but mine is pretty, pretty simple. I uh, just been kind of cranking away at newsletter content. Um, I'm, I need to create more content to fulfill sort of like what I'm offering to the sponsors, uh, since that's like the main deliverable that they're slapping their logo on. And, um, so man, I've just been cranking away. We've got some, uh, some newsletter takeovers from some really smart friends, which will be fun and really insightful for the audience. Um, I still have a decent amount to create, but thankfully I've sort of given myself a very loose structure for the newsletter content that I do create. And so, um, it's not really like writing an essay for every single one. It, sometimes they're really short and sweet. Sometimes they're not related to SAS. Sometimes they are longer. Sometimes they're very thorough and very practical for SAS. Um, and then there's the tiny marketing ideas newsletter as well, which actually helps that it's really, really formatted since it's like the idea examples, resources. And so, um, last week I mapped out like all the rest of them that that I need to create. And then now I just need to go and like fill in the details of kind of the outline that I've created and the topic that I chose for each one of them. Um, but I think I'm on track to finish that this week, which is the goal to do that by the end Mm -hmm. of the month. And just this month has been dedicated to newsletter content, uh, in general. So feeling pretty good about that. It's still like, 
you know, I'm not super comfortable <laughs> with the progress yet, but <laughs> I think it's still like reasonable to achieve. Um, so it feels pretty good there on that front. And then the only Can other thing really, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I get the impression that you're sort of putting this pressure on yourself to deliver for the sponsors. Like you're not really getting anything on from them as far as like their expectations. No, but I mean, it, it's basically like yes and no, because, um, based on the timeline of when the sequence gets delivered to the subscribers, um, they're basically like, uh, I had about 70 days worth of content for for each newsletter that they're sponsoring. And so since they're signed on January 1st, then I need to have like the 71st and on content that I'm obligated to create for them um, by day 70, right? And so okay. um, day 70 is the first week of March. You know, it's like March 7th or 8th or 9th or whatever it is. Um, so I just knew like, you know, to give myself like a good kind of buffer, um, and also to account for just kind of the timing all working out, being able to publish it, edit last minute changes. Uh, and I do need to have it done by that time, um, in order to gotcha. be fair to the sponsors. So it's like, yeah, some self-inflicted deadlines, but also, um, some real deadlines as well. Cool. And then the other, only other thing I can really think of that I've been working on has been um, the the job board. The job board's been doing uh, phenomenally. Um, really, really happy oh, wow. with it. I can't tell if it's still kind of like right in the high of the announcement. Um, I think a lot of it is actually coming through Palette, the company that I partnered with to create the job board in the Talent Collective. Um, and that's just how people are hearing about it and they're referring people over and it's getting shared around in some places. Uh, I saw it got a LinkedIn to a best marketing job boards blog post pretty recently again. And, uh, I was counting it the end of last week. And I think that I've had 12 featured posts since launching, uh, about a month ago ish. And so each one's about a hundred bucks. 12 is great. Like the top of the yeah. list for like those wow. featured posts is very long. <laughs> and so it almost feels like, <laughs> geez, I need like another tier to like help push them back up to the top or something like that. Um, featured, featured posts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Super featured post or something like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's going great. There's constantly new jobs, uh, a lot of really, really quality companies in there as well. Um, only bummer is that I haven't cracked, uh, the talent collective yet. Haven't made a, a match on a hire quite yet. Um, that I know of, there are some like, you know, some, interview and hiring processes take longer than others. And some were started just, you know, a week or two ago. And so it's a little bit too early yet, but I know that there were a couple of people who, um, were, were getting close to either getting an offer or got an offer and ended up declining it. Um, mm. and so still waiting for that first one to come through this year. But when that, when that happens, that'll be really exciting. Uh, otherwise I'm still working on kind of recruiting more candidates, more companies hiring, and um, planning on doing the next drop in in March here pretty soon, I think. Yeah. Man, it's crazy to me how many different like income streams you have now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you kind of have like, to. They're, they're all bit. related. You know, they're all they're all swipe files. But uh, it's it's really cool that you've diversified it, so it's not just you know the membership 
it's sponsorships, memberships, the mm-hmm. talent collective and the job board. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, man, who was it? I was just listening to someone talk about this. Um, someone was saying that they made like a very strategic decision to not go with sponsors and to only do like one revenue stream, which is some sort of like membership upsell or something like hmm. that. Um, and for them, it was a very like philosophical, like we just felt like if we took on other revenue streams, then it would either like compromise the quality of what we offered or it would just like make us less focused. And um, it's not that either one is bad, but I think you can, you can definitely go that like, oh, you know who it was? It was, uh, it was Nathan Barry. He was talking about someone else, but he was talking about, how, he has this concept of like, do you want to be like a, um, like a town or a skyscraper. If you're a skyscraper, you're going like very vertical, focusing on one like big product offering. You're just going all in on that one big thing. Or you can go like the town where it's like a bunch of little things kind of all clustered together on the same street. And they're related, but they're different products and kind of diversifies with different revenue streams. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely the latter, <laughs> definitely the town. Um, definitely helps and with the book hopefully maybe around next year i'll have another income stream i can count in there too yes i was just going to ask if you have any uh any updates on the book or any more thoughts on it no no updates on the book yet i've been like slowly making some small tweaks to uh the table of contents i think um yeah that's something i need to kind of sit down and do in in march i think that'll be one of like the big deliverables for march is just like getting the table of contents into people's hands in front of them to see what they think about it. It needs to be fleshed out a little bit more. It's pretty like, it's pretty vague. So I just know if I showed someone now, they'd be like, that sounds great. Perfect. And then Mm, I don't know what else I'd really get around that. Um, But when you flesh out the table context contents, so what Rob Fitz, uh, Rob Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald, Fitz, um, Fitzpatrick, the mom test guy, (laughs) he has his right useful, (laughs) right useful books, framework and what he tells you to do is you know first map out table context contents into like topics for yourself but then when you show it to people you want to turn basically translate the table contents into a set of uh so that each like chapter and like the whole outline becomes each bullet point becomes a learning outcome or lesson or basically like a uh uh, like a, a like a rule of thumb or like a, a framework almost right where you can like you can kind of Im- implicitly learn just from the table of contents and that kind of sets up what you should expect to read from the rest of it rather than it just being like you know marketing 101 or like SEO it's like SEO is the only source of free recurring traffic that works for basically everyone. It's like, oh, okay. Like that's very, it's a lot more, <laughs> more specific and helpful and people can imagine and ask questions and provide more useful feedback in that way. So, uh, yeah, not quite ready. Haven't made any progress in that front yet. Okay. Yeah. I had, a, I talked to a few people after our last episode and I know there's already some buzz and excitement around oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you writing a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, exciting recruiting some some beta readers for me already i know yeah it might if you had a landing page or something it might be interesting to see what that list looks like 
I do actually. I haven't checked oh, it no to way. see if anyone signed up, but uh, yeah, last week okay. or the last episode, I linked to a little landing page that I just spun up under this YFL's, um domain. But if, I think if you go to foundingmarketing.com, it'll redirect you to yeah to swipefiles.com slash founding marketing so people can oh, find it that nice. way awesome yeah and i think that'll actually you know i probably need to tweak it before this gets published but that'll probably enroll someone like onto the newsletter <laughs> so i probably shouldn't do that <laughs> uh, i need to like assign a tag and not send them things but uh that'll That's be fine. set up by the time i i share this cool yeah what about yourself how are how have the last uh two weeks or so been for you sorry one other random question before we pass it over to me uh i thought i saw on twitter did you do something with rob walling Um, i'm going to yeah i'm going to next week next wednesday doing a microconf on air i think is what it is so it's like a little live q a with the microconf connect community um and uh so i think he's got some questions I think the community has some questions. We'll be talking about uh, this whole kind of stair-stepping concept and how I've used it and applied it for getting myself to where I am today. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that's March 2nd? I I believe so. Yeah, Wednesday, March 2nd. I want to say like 10 or 9 a.m. Pacific. Cool. I'll try to be there if I can. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Well, Alrighty. I think that's, uh, yeah, that's about all I can stall. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't avoid it. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting two weeks in JetBoost land. Um, yeah, we had a, I feel like I should be more prepared, but I haven't really thought about how I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> Basically had a situation with a competitor of ours, um, who it's really tough because on on one hand I understand uh with competitors like we get asked all the time you know how is JetBoost different from some of the alternatives out there and you know I know our competitors get the same questions um but they were putting together a case study uh, a video series going into like why, I mean, I, I quoting them, why why their product is light years better than uh, JetBoost. And I, uh, you know, I took this kind of personally uh, because I don't think that yes, is a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, so I was, I was like, I don't know, just had all the emotions of like, feeling crappy about it, feeling pissed off, feeling, you know, like the Webflow space has been very collaborative up until this point, like even with various alternative products existing, not just for JetBoost, but for some of the other, uh, I would say like niches in the Webflow space, mm-hmm. like everyone is still pretty much been kind of all playing along together. And this was the first like direct shot. Um, Again, to their credit, they they did reach out and personally email me before it was going to go live um, because it is like 
the Webflow space is so small. It's we all know each other. We all know what everyone's doing. Um, at least kind of the the people that have been around for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was it was a tough couple of weeks. Uh, but it, yeah, it was it was it was really tough to go through. But it ultimately like ended up being a good thing. Uh, and I guess the 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 reason being like kind of rallied around okay, this is happening. Um, you know, what is our, what is our plan for, for dealing with this? What's our messaging going to be? Um, one of the areas that, uh, when this competitor came out with the newest version of their product, like one of the things that was immediately apparent was it was better performing than JetBoost, um, has been. And, that's something for me personally that drives me nuts because like I am like obsessive with performance. Um, it's something that I've always like really prided. JetBoost has always up until this point had been the best performing solution um, for, for Webflow, like search and filtering and all of that. And so I've uh, been trying to we've basically been trying to improve that and this situation came along and was kind of like the catalyst for that, uh, which we, we ended up kind of early releasing some of the performance improvements, uh, to, to their, they, they set up like a demo site comparing JetBoost versus their solution. Um, and you know, cause it's, it's a big change for us. Uh, and, it's there, there are some backwards compatibility issues that we have to worry about with existing customer sites. And one of my number one rules has always been don't break customer sites. Uh, mm. so yeah, we're, we're being very cautious with it. Uh, but since somebody was taking a direct shot at us and saying, you know, their solutions better, not just better performing than ours, but there, I mean, there's just like, it was actually kind of like a ridiculous level of, you know, how like there's like the comparison sites and you've got the, you know, the company's product that has all green check marks for everything that they do. And then the other companies, you know, it's like red or like partial. And it was like to that degree only in a level of detail I've never seen before between uh, in a comparison site. And of course they're leaving off everything that we do that they don't do. And, um, mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was very frustrating to see, um, but the biggest, the biggest, I would say, the the biggest focus, sorry, the the biggest issue they were focused on was the performance. And I was like, look, guys, like we have this new version. It's it's not rolled out to everyone yet, but it's coming out soon. And I've rolled it out to your demo site, so you can see that what I'm saying is true. Um, and they got back to me, and they're like, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> like I th I think they're pretty shocked uh, because mm -hmm. it. it basically brought, brought JetBoost back on par with, with their solution. Um, which, which felt like a, a good win for us kind of proving that we've been working on some of the right stuff. And, uh, you know, I always want to be pushing forward on new features and a lot of this behind the scenes stuff, like customers may never see or, or may never realize. Um, we, we pushed out a big update two weeks ago for, to prepare for Webflow workspaces, which is like a new Webflow release. Oh, right. It's like all this stuff, like 
yeah. lot of it's not visible by the customers and um that's that's challenging sometimes but yeah i don't know i feel, I feel like i'm kind of rambling at this point <laughs> uh, <laughs> well yeah. yeah i mean it's the classic like um if you were building it from scratch today you would it'd be fast you do things slightly differently you have all the like context and and know-how that you do and so now that you're having to build it today it's it's much harder it takes longer it's not going to be as smooth of a, of a rollout as easy of a rollout it's not going to be uh as quick and fast um but i mean amazingly we're able to kind of punch back in that way and an answer uh yeah also just i mean from my perspective just a very not cool approach from them <laughs> the more that i think about it even after i i uh i talked to my wife about it actually right after you were telling uh me oh, interesting. And kyle who you were letting us uh crash their co-working space with you um and she was like whoa that's like really really low like maybe some of this is kind of like normal to us being in like software and i don't know just in like in tech in general but she was like they're jerks. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Like that's a, that was a pretty messed up way of going about it. Um, just kind of, you know, the comparison site, very like petty and nitpicky, the like last minute, Hey, day before here's like what we're, here's what we're going to publish. Not really giving you a chance to like answer or really like refute any of it. Just the whole, like, I don't know. I think I was telling you, I, I think it, the approach is a little bit silly from their perspective, like coming in as like this very like, oh, we're going to give you the definitive review as if they're like an unbiased source of right. information. Right. And they're clearly not, but they're coming at it as like, oh, here's the comparison you've all been waiting for. And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> you don't, you, can, you don't get to talk about <laughs> right, it that way. Exactly. Like, you know, go, go pay or ask a Webflow influencer to, to do this or a Webflow YouTuber or, you know, another person in the space and like present all the facts and have them kind of write it up or pay them for the time to write it up. But I don't know when, when they're presenting it that way, it's just, uh, it's kind of a low blow. It's pretty lame. So it's great that you're able to punch back pretty quick and, uh, shut it down. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's, I don't know. It's like nobody, nobody knows the, issues and shortcomings of our platform more than I do. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that keeps me up at night all the time and and that we're always trying to work on and we're always Mm -hmm. trying to improve. Uh, And so for some outside company to think that they understand your product better than you do, that they can be the, like you said, the definitive source. uh, Yeah, it was really insulting. Um, I think having said that, any software comparison too, it has to be like with an asterisk of like, Hey, this is software as a service that lives in the cloud. And like every day there are going to be changes and updates and you know, what you're reading now is a version of, you know, what was worked on three months ago and three months from now is going to be completely different. And you know, it's hard to like keep those kinds of content, uh, updated or, or like fresh or, I guess like not have it just be like this relic that lives out there and kind of does damage. But um, yeah, so this is, this is what I was afraid of. I was like, okay, so you're putting out this comparison based on our JetBoost product today in, you know, mm-hmm. mid February 
2022, that's not going to be our product six months from now. And yeah. are you going to keep going and, and making updates to your comparison? Am I, am I going to keep badgering you with every new feature we release with every bug we fix and have you, you know, go, are you willing to go make those updates? Because otherwise you're putting out your, like the thing you're putting out is not going to be true in six months. Mm -hmm. And I think even with this performance thing, you know, their, their reasoning was, you know, they spent six weeks on this case study. They put together all these performance benchmark comparisons and they're like, well, we did that a few weeks ago before your your newest version was out. None of our none of our competitors are are true SaaS products, um, as you know. They are they mm-hmm. are more like client side libraries that are um, either free or like a one time purchase. And I think I think yeah that that it's like there's almost that. They seem kind of shocked that like our product could be updated like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah, what did you I was expect? like, this, "This is why I love SaaS. Like every time a customer reports a bug and we fix it, it, it fixes it for everyone. Like that's mm-hmm. amazing. That's what I love about SaaS. And that's um, what people pay for it too. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man, yeah, it was it was it was nuts. But the greatest thing that came out of it was it pissed me off. And now there's like <laughs> a fire lit, like like I haven't had in a long time. Uh, and Noah, who who's on the team, we like rallied together, and it's it's like it's go time now. Like we are ready to go. Um, we're not. We're yeah, it, dude. I'm so fired up, and it's just been last week and a half. You know, just despite dealing with that situation, have been extremely high energy, extremely productive, extremely motivated. Um, you know, one of my, one of my friends in the space, Mark, he was like something like you shouldn't poke the bear and the bear has, has definitely <laughs> been poked. <laughs> he's awake and he's angry now. I'm excited to yeah. see a, a pissed off Chris. This is a, a whole new side that, that we're all seeing now. I know I'm, I'm like <laughs> tweeting again. Like I was like, I was over Twitter. I was like, I just like want to, you know, not, do all that stuff and i'm like back on twitter i'm i'm sharing what we're working on or or giving hints to some of the new stuff that's coming out and getting people Mm -hmm. excited and it's like all of that like combined is like feeling good again and uh you know and it it feels like i'm like i'm fully back and ready to to push forward and release some new stuff for the webflow community and uh man i'm excited yeah competitors man the uh the greatest antidote to burnout right so, um, just what the doctor ordered it, it it's crazy because it, it really like i don't have a problem with competitors with even with people like copying our features like i get it like that's just that's how it works the, the thing I like about competitors is that the customers benefit tremendously from that because we're all, I mean, they see what we do. We see what they do. We learn from each other. We, all of our products get better, get stronger. And, um, and yeah, just the customer ends up benefiting from that, which is cool. Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's like freaking um, hard work, but it's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the free market. 
So yeah. competition ultimately benefits the customer. It can get, you know, hard, brutal, also beneficial for the companies competing for the customer. But at the end of the day, that's what drives things forward. And that's what motivates. That's what creates innovation. Um, so it ends up being useful at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Having that fire behind you and something to kind of push you along and go neck and neck and, I think one of the things you also have in front of you is a is a great roadmap from that comparison that they made right of just like okay here are all the things that we need to go do now in order to squash anyone's totally you know, doubts interests uh, if they're on the fence at all you know what are the factors that can kind of move the needle on the product and it, those are it totally yeah i think too it was just it was strange to me I mean, I don't know. They they claim they spent six weeks on it. If like you want to spend six weeks, I mean, our product was analyzed to a level of, in a level of detail I would have never expected. And we'll spend that six weeks. I mean, I've been talking to so many customers this last month and a half mm-hmm. and, you know, shaping the, the next big booster that we're working on. And uh, I'm sure once we put it out, everyone else will go and do the same thing. But we're, we'll just keep pushing forward. So, yeah. Yeah. J- just one more comment on, on them. I think I, I told you too, but I just, I couldn't shake. I, was, I just kept thinking about, um, kind of like what's their, what's their play here? What's, what's the angle competitors in general? I think it's, it's hard in SAS, uh, because I think people that you would normally be friends with uh who have all the same interests are doing the exact same thing very similar skill set all of a sudden become your rival in a sense um and there's varying degrees of competition right it's like you can be an indirect competitor um because you're serving the same thing in different ways or one negates the other the need for the other or you can like sort of be competitors where there's some overlap you can be like really direct competitors can be at different stages and maybe one the bigger company doesn't care about the smaller company um but i think with all those you have to have a level of uh kind of tact and and strategy and you can't blame them when they're doing things that are in their own best interests and that is a good strategy or is a smart move or you know where you sort of uh something is surprising and you're like, okay, well, I'll hand it to him. That was, that was a good move. That was smart. And to be honest, I just, um, so I, I think competition is, is, it's more annoying when it does, just doesn't really make a lot of sense. And that this is one of those cases where I'm just like, you know, I just don't get it. It just doesn't, just doesn't <laughs> click for me. Um, yeah, there's some overlap. Yeah. There's some differences in like the approach that, that they take. Uh, yeah, they're, you know, they have sort of the right to their own dreams and ambitions of what they want to do. But, um, I don't know. It just, it feels like they're like stooping down a bit. Like they're, they're kind of playing small ball here. Um, they're one of the things that, uh, David Sachs always says from the online podcast, he always says, uh, to punch up and he's, I mean, this is a, sort of like a playbook he's run a thousand times where you want to like pick an enemy and you want to really, uh, you know, know who you're going after and 
be able to attack the market and you always want to be punching up and punching down just it's not a good look yeah i mean i think that's the difference of uh, you know if savvy cal markets against calendly versus the other way around like not exactly. that calendly can't market against savvy cal but it's like you have to do it in a different way when you're the behemoth in the room and here's this like tiny upstart uh comparatively yeah yeah 100 percent. i mean we we can get away with things that <laughs> calendly can't right. <laughs> um, uh not you know if finsuite was a giant billion dollar company then um it'd be a different dynamic right but uh even then right it's just their place in the market what they offer uh i just feel like it's not the right not the right approach yeah yeah well we'll see hoping to just net net though yeah i mean it's, it seems like you're sort of made your piece and you feel pretty good about it and at the end of the day, could be a, a positive kind of inflection point. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like I just, um, I'm ready to move past it. Um, hopefully they will be as well. And um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Crazy stuff, man. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> hopefully this is the end of the drama we really don't need any more of it but uh i guess um a lot can happen in two weeks right so next time we chat maybe there's something else that pops up yeah yeah it was, i mean it was one of those things where i i really didn't know how to handle it from the let's say like the public side and i don't know if i handled it properly or not but uh, at the end of it, I kind of came away with just feeling like I'd rather not give it any more publicity than it deserves. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, but it feels like one of those things like within the Webflow corner of like Twitter that, you know, I could have made a bunch of statements and people could have chosen sides and it could have gotten kind of nasty there and I'm glad it didn't um but who knows like mm -hmm. maybe that would have ultimately made us look better I don't know but I just that I don't know I'm, uh, I personally didn't want to go there yeah no I, I think you're, you're handling it definitely the right way I think in, in situations where someone is kind of you know putting on their gloves and uh it's kind of obvious that way then mm -hmm. if you were to put on your gloves, it kind of legitimizes what they're doing and you almost mm -hmm. don't want that. You at least like don't want to do it right away. You can put on the gloves a little bit later. You always have that option. Um, but like I say, you don't want to draw more attention to it than it needs to be. And you don't want it to like, uh, you know, make it something right. I think that when you engage immediately, then it just legitimizes it and it turns it into what they want it to turn into essentially. Right. So how do you not turn it into the thing that you want it to be? Um, and this is probably one of the situations where like a month from now you could put, put on the gloves if you want to, and you could make some statements or make some noise on Twitter, or you could publish something, write a thread, write a blog post, share more details here, whatever it is. Uh, mm -hmm. 
but now then it's passed and then it's easier to kind of handle that. And now you can sort of use it for your own benefit rather than all the risk being the attention goes to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Because I was trying to take like a more long-term view of, am I going to care about this in six months, in a year? Probably not. So why like explode over it right now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really not as big of a deal as it should be. Could have been... um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, need to it, give the it, attention that it need that it deserves. It's so funny too when it's happening to your business because it obviously that's like the center of your world. It feels just like you're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it, uh, are they going to paint our business in such a bad light that it like ruins our reputation, ruins my reputation personally, the business, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything. And then it's like, the number of people that it actually matters to is so small because first of all, it's not just Webflow users, which is already a small group. It's not just, uh, you know, Webflow users who have tried our product or their product or both. It's like, it's the like very subset of a subset of a subset. That's like the fanatics that, you know, want to be in, in the community and, evaluating, you know, these tools and, and, um, you know, like the hardcore fanatics. And obviously those are definitely people you want on your side because they're going to spread, you know, your product via word of mouth and all of that. Um, but you know, I sort of had for, for me, at least like for my mental health, I had to kind of take a step back and realize, you know, this is not, <laughs> there's there's not like millions of people sitting around like waiting to laugh or be like wow you know uh thanks to again this this probably biased uh report um like like wow your product really sucks like that's actually not the case like look at mm-hmm. uh, you know actually one other thing i'll mention sort of related to this is a couple of weeks ago this was before all this happened we started a customer wins channel in Slack and that's been really Mm. awesome. Uh, So whether it's, you know, you get a nice message through support or someone DMs me on Twitter or email or or any channel, uh, either myself or Noah will post it in the customer wins channel. It's just like, it's just a little boost that everyone gets throughout their day. Um, Mm -hmm. It actually feels a lot more meaningful than you know, like a new, uh, new customer notification or MRR increase or anything like that. Like actually people telling their story as to why, how your product helps them, um, is, is really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's founder fuel. We should have done that a while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just inject it straight in the veins. <laughs> right yeah, in Slack. Totally. That's a good so. one. I think that's, that's really, really important. I think I've heard of a couple other, founders of uh, bootstrap podcasts and talk about that just how important it is to have that that type of channel where you can have the wins and you can kind of celebrate and archive like okay people people love this and like we're doing a, a good job and like there are fans and people who just think the world of it and even if right. it's just those small subset of people it's worth it 
Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I might've actually heard that from Derek on a podcast. I think he incepted that idea into my head. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Derek or Ben or both. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately that's what I, that's the mindset I feel like now is I'm getting back to, I mean, it wasn't that many episodes ago, probably only maybe two episodes given that the, the time that it's been, I was like really down, really just like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing and where this is going. And I think a big part of that was, I was just like focusing so much on numbers, metrics, signups and all of that. And like now I'm just getting back to what is it we do that delivers value to the customer? How do we do more of that? How mm-hmm. do we talk to more customers and, and, and learn more about them and, uh, just focusing more on people and less on metrics. It's been so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff, man. Yeah. Anything else top of mind? Any other thoughts related or, uh, things you wanted to cover? Um, not really. I've got a call this week with a, uh, content marketer, strategist, writer, uh, I don't know, mm. all the titles. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to find that the mm-hmm. mythical unicorn uh, like yourself that can <laughs> develop both the strategy but also execute. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that call because she seems like she's pretty talented. So we'll see. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Good. Uh, a good point to follow up on for the next time. I know. I got to get my... Uh, was it my, my marketing items in here <laughs> show that I'm doing something? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Just yeah. Even one tiny little line item and, uh, checks the box. Yeah. That reminds me that's of a, uh, this is totally unrelated to everything we just talked about, but, um, and I don't know if you've even said this on the podcast, but did anything come up with you potentially partnering, uh, partnering with, uh, it was like another marketer on doing a cohort course. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I forget if I talked about that or not. Um, we're for sure doing a pilot program. Um, okay. we're sort of aiming for sometime in late March, early April, uh, working out some of the kinks of like basically what it is. There's a lot of like shaping work around the content and the program and trying to design like the, the experience of the cohort based course. Um, it's not a lot of it's, I feel like it's more work planning than it is actually like doing. So I think mm. that once we'll kind of nail this down, that'll be like the, the real brunt of the work. And then it's just kind of like, all right, let's just go grab our templates from here and redo this video, create these slides, not like a huge deal. And then like actually run the course, do the marketing. We're both marketers fairly easy to, to do that part of it. Um, so yeah, maybe I, hopefully I'll be able to like publicly share more about it, gather signups, start driving some, some interest to it the next time we chat. Um, cool. but, uh, yeah, that's definitely in the hopper also. Nice. Awesome, man. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Um, my wrist is doing better. I had a huge wipeout snowboarding the weekend before last, uh, and for a while there, it was really hard to, uh, to type <laughs> and so, or just like do anything with my wrist, but while um, you're trying to create content for the newsletter, <laughs> exactly. I know it couldn't have come oh, at a worse no. time. Um, 
it was funny enough. It was, it's mainly my thumb that kind of like got most of the damage. And that's where a lot of the swelling was kind of focused. And so like typing was fine with my eight, you know, fingers, but my thumb doing the space bar killed me. So it was like, every time I typed a space to do a new word, that's when I was like, Oh, Oh, oh no. <laughs> so, um, wasn't too bad though. Otherwise like the typing was fine and now it's doing a lot better. Don't have the brace on anymore. And yeah, just an update there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was almost one of those things where it could have fully resolved itself within the two weeks between us recording. Yeah, almost. I, I could have just not mentioned it, but I was like, yeah, I'll just talk about it. <laughs> no, I, yeah, Why I was not? actually curious. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All righty, man. Well, feels like a good, tip, good place to uh, hop off here and we'll see you in March. All righty.